Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am excited that you are with me again this week. We have another exciting guest as we always do because you know what? We serve a faithful God and people tell me all the time, you get the most amazing guests on this podcast. And someone asked me at church actually the other day, she's like, how do you get these people? I'm like, the Lord? I mean, like he just, (laughs) God is so faithful to provide the guests that we have. It is not anything we've done. It is just God saying, here you go. Here's another one. Here's another one. And um, he's good that way. So I am excited to have my new friend, Allison Morrow on with me this week. We are going to talk about unschooling. And this is part of our homeschool survival series. We've been talking about the five flavors of homeschooling as we um, were introduced to those um, several weeks ago by Sonia Schaefer. And we talked about classical and Charlotte Mason, unit studies, traditional, and now we're talking about unschooling this week. And so I know this is going to be a really great episode, really great week for you guys. But before we jump in and introduce Allison, I'd like to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. They are a fantastic online math program. So many of you just have ended your school year and you're looking forward to the next school year and trying to figure out what you're going to do for math. Check out CTC Math. The summertime is a great time for you to do that because you can test it out through the summer. Just do a few lessons for free. It doesn't cost you anything. Do a few lessons with your kids and see if it's a good fit for them. CTCMath.com. Allison Morrow, welcome to the Schoolhouse Talked podcast. I'm so excited that we have finally connected and <laughs> you're here with me. Welcome. Thank you so much, Yvette. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This is fun. You, you are the good schooling mama, good schooling yes. homeschool mom, <laughs> which is really fun. Introduce yourself and your family to us. Oh my goodness. So well, I've got a uh, newly 14-year-old daughter. I have a 16-year-old daughter and then my husband, Dan, and um, our two adorable pets. And uh, we live in uh, South Texas. Came here via Colorado, originally from California and Illinois for me. So been in a bunch of places. Very yeah. happy to be in Texas. Way easier to homeschool here uh, than anywhere else I've lived so far. So yeah, well, we'll come to part. Oklahoma where it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's as easy as it can possibly get <laughs> without them actually doing it for you, which we don't want them to do it for us. We want to do it right. on our own. Exactly. Which is why we're here. It's why the Schoolhouse Rocked Ministry exists. Um, yes. So we can help you parents to learn and know how to homeschool your kids. And when we say homeschool, what we first mean by that is always family discipleship, leading your kids to Christ. It's the most important part of homeschooling, home educating your kids. Yep. Um, and so, like I said, we've we've talked about just the different styles, the, the main styles. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can homeschool your kids, mm-hmm. but these are kind of the five main styles of homeschooling. And so unschooling, is the the caboose. This is the last one that we're talking about in this series. And I'm excited to talk about this because I know that so many parents who are bringing their kids home, they don't want, or even if they've had their kids home, they don't want super hardcore structure. They don't want a very rigorous schedule. You know, the classical and even Charlotte Mason and unit studies um, and traditional, those, those can be fun, but they're like, you know what? I'm just one of those crunchy mamas. I really want to do my own thing. I really don't want to adhere to anyone else's idea of what school should look like for my family, but they really want something that is just kind of more relaxed. And I don't mean lazy, uh, right. Because as we've right. talked about before, homeschooling is is not for um, those who who are lazy about it. You you can't be. I mean, you you have to put some effort into it. Is <laughs> anything like this is going to take some work? But maybe you don't yeah. want as much structure. And so, 
we have Allison here this week to help guide us through this idea of unschooling, but she's going to kind of explain to us what unschooling is and she's going to give us a different taste for that. So (laughs) talk to us about this. So unschooling, if you think of all of the different approaches to education, you can kind of plot them on almost like a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And so at the one far end, the super far end, you have what we're trying to get away from, which is what I refer to as conventional school. Right. So what we consider, you know, what's typically considered school, right? The public school, classroom, homework, blah, 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 that. On the far end, on the other end of that spectrum, we have unschooling. And unschooling is as opposite of conventional school as you can possibly think of. Right. And by its most standard definition, it is a, it is a um, child-led approach where the parent really kind of is not com- not totally hands-off, but they're pretty hands-off. They really let their child decide what it is they want to learn, how they want to learn it. The parent is a facilitator. They will um, sometimes do what's called strewing, which is you kind of like, just kind of play stuff out, like turn on a documentary and leave it on and see if anyone's interested in watching or get some books from the library and just kind of leave them out, see if they're interested. So you're kind of exposing them to things, giving them opportunities to get involved in things, but really just letting them decide what is it they want to learn? What is it they want to do? Mm-hmm. There are some very radical, very extreme versions of this, which I would not consider to be a necessarily the most Christian approach, because I do believe as Christians, we are called to specifically teach our children certain things. And if our children are not naturally interested in those things, we can't just say, well, they didn't want to learn about God. So I decided not to teach right. them. You know, like there are definitely things yeah. that we have to step up and say, uh, no, I'm responsible for making sure that you know this and we are going to learn this. Um, And so there are some very radical approaches where parents, I mean, they really, they just kind of let their kid do their thing. Right. Um, And then there are versions of it, including what I call simplified homeschooling, which is um, kind of unschooling with boundaries. Like if you've ever gone bowling where they blow up those bumpers in, in the gutter, so you don't, you never get a gutter ball. I kind of think of it as unschooling with those blow up gutters. You've got stuff, some boundaries that are keeping you in place and are guiding you, not in a super structured way, not in a, oh, you have to do this, have to do this. It is still very holistic. It's still very much about, um, you know, helping your kids figure out what they like and what they want to do and coming alongside them and making that possible. Mm -hmm. But then also specifically saying, hey, it is really important that you know these things, you understand these things, you do these things. Um, But teaching them in a way that aligns with who God has made them to be. God has designed our kids to want to learn in a certain way, to have a natural bent towards, uh, you know, maybe being very logically focused or very socially focused. We, we have to figure that out as parents and then figure out the stuff that I really need you to know. How can I teach this in a way that lines up with who God has made you to be? Yeah. So it's not, not schooling. (laughs) <laughs> right. Because that's what I think a not, lot of, not, yeah, right. not, not education. <laughs> right. And I think that's where a lot of the confusion comes in is that people think unschooling is not schooling. So I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just mm, going to let my kids yeah. explore the world around them, which is good and important. But like you, you said, you've got to give them some kind of boundaries and some sort of structure and some kind of instruction and resources to learn the things that they need to learn, but you're going to do it according to their own strengths, according to their own weaknesses, according to who and how God created them to be. Right. 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 So let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and I want to talk about how to 
put that into action with our kids. We'll be right back. Are you struggling with managing homeschooling your child on a day-to-day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool planner that can simplify your homeschooling. With BJU Press Homeschool Hub, you can see your child's work for each day, track grades, and grade assignments all in one organized system. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub can make your experience more manageable and more enjoyable. You can have the resources you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the Hub can improve your homeschooling. Parents everywhere are waking up to the fact that God is calling them to teach their children His Word. BibleQuest gives you a plan and resources to do just that, using the incredibly effective classical model. Help your students memorize biblical information through games and scripture memory songs. Build their understanding with easy-to-use Bible discussions. Mentor them to be wise doers and sharers of the Word. Biblical knowledge, understanding, and wisdom for a lifetime. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. That's BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. We are back with Allison. Um, okay, so we've talked about what what not schooling is. We've talked about what <laughs> unschooling is. And then you said you like to refer to it more as simplified homeschooling. So yes. how do we put this into practice? How do we make this um, a realistic thing in our home with intention? One of the things I love about this concept is the fact that it's not just this thing that we schedule and say, okay, for these three hours today, we're going to do school. It is about the fact that life is learning. We are mm-hmm. constantly learning. But what we do with simplified homeschooling is we identify seven different areas that we want to keep an eye on. We don't necessarily want to say, oh, we're going to spend 20 minutes on this and 30 minutes on this and make it super scheduled necessarily. Yeah. But in the back of our minds, we're kind of looking at our week or we're looking at our month, even if you want to take a really you know high level approach and just say, am I hitting these? Are we doing these things? Are we, are we consistently talking about these? Because altogether, they create a very well rounded, not just education, but a really well-rounded child. Mm -hmm. So those seven, um, they all start with an R, which makes them nice and easy to remember. The first is religion. And I do kind of hate that I call it religion, but I have to go with (laughs) R. Um, But it's, you know, our faith, it is Christianity, it is helping them to form a biblical worldview. And of course, that's not something that we can do by just sitting down and saying, now we're going to have a, we're going to learn how to have a biblical worldview. This is something that we talk about with our kids day in and day out about everything that's going on. It's infusing them Mm -hmm. with faith. Um, The next is reasoning. We have to teach our kids to think logically. And again, we don't necessarily have to sit down and say, let's have a logic lesson. But, (laughs) you know, as you are scrolling through Facebook or wherever, and you see some ridiculous leading clickbait headline, it's a great opportunity to, you know, kind of catch that and show it to your kids and say, what is this trying to make you think? What are they trying to get you to believe here? What just showing them how the world is going to constantly try to pull them off course and convince them of things and indoctrinate them in one way or another and how they have to think critically about what they're being fed. Right. We can do that. We've got, oh my gosh, nowadays we have no end right. of options to <laughs> Ample use to opportunities. Learn that. So many opportunities. Um, the next three, reading, writing, arithmetic. Our kids need to know basic math. They need to know how to write. They need to know mm-hmm. how to communicate. They need to know how to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the big ones that we really focus on with academics. And then the last two are responsibility, which is character development, very similar to what Charlotte Mason talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, and also things like volunteering, um, 
you know, learning like those interpersonal skills, just forming as a responsible human being, right? Mm -hmm. Doing chores around the house, that sort of thing. And then uh, recreation. And I don't just mean like having a hobby or playing a sport or going outside and playing, but learning how to have margin, learning how to have downtime, learning how to slow down, how to not have your schedule, you know, booked end to end and, and feed into that whole rat race life, but teaching our kids how to have a Sabbath, how to Mm -hmm. take time to relax, how to, you know, let their brain go and not constantly be bombarded with things. Right. So, um, so together again, you know, these aren't things that you'd have to look at your day every day and say, Oh, I got to schedule in some recreation and we, I have to yeah. teach them how to be responsible. It's really about a way to live your life. These are things that you're just as parents, because homeschooling is an extension of parenting, right? Yeah. These are all things that we're really teaching our kids a lot of times anyway, but this makes it a little more intentional and it, it does mm-hmm. make us think, okay, have I have I been hitting on that? Have we really been talking about logic and, mm-hmm. and critical thinking lately? Um, you know, it gives you these things kind of as these little touch points, these little things you can just kind of check and say, have I done this? Is this something we've done recently? Um, so that again, you kind of have those boundaries around what you're yeah. doing. And it's not just, uh, you know, yeah, go do a page of math and, and we're done for the day. Right. You know? <laughs> so let's dig deeply into each one of these things. So these are kind of your seven pillars of simplified mm-hmm. homeschooling. So can we just jump into, let's start with, with yeah. religion and, and I'm with you. I, I, <laughs> I hate using that word, but let's just start with faith, biblical worldview. Yeah. Give us some practical ways to implement that into everyday life. I think the most obvious is praying with our kids, mm-hmm. letting them see, letting them see us building our faith. And that, mm-hmm. and you know, from everything from going to church to doing a Bible study, whatever it is that you're doing on your own to build your own faith, let your kids see that and invite them into that. Yeah. Even even if not even necessarily invite them in to do it with you, but to share with them, oh my gosh, I read the most amazing passage today in this book on the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I'm constantly texting my girls with yeah. little things that I've read or I've heard or a quote or whatever just little things that are just these little droplets, right? This kind of drip, drip, drip that is eventually, it's part of all, you know, everything that all comes together to create that river, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, church, take, it is so, so, so important that we get our kids to church. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a huge fan of family style worship where kids are together with the parents. I know it's hard to, you know, find churches like that sometimes, but, um, but just making sure that they see us worshiping, they see us praying and that God is not just something that we do on Sunday, but that when there's a big decision to make, we say, we need to be praying about this. And there's something our kids want saying, you, you need to be praying about this. Mm -hmm. Um, they need to see that this isn't just something that we kind of tack on on Sundays, but that we live our lives through this belief that we have a purpose and God exists. And so does evil. And that really affects the way that we make decisions, the things that we do, Um, and all of that kind of will come together over time to create that, that biblical worldview. Yeah. I love looking for opportunities to do that with our kids. You know, one of the things that I've learned with my girls is that oftentimes we'll, you know, you'll see a Facebook post or you'll get a text message or an email or something, or just hear so-and-so is in the hospital or so-and-so, you know, was in a car accident or or whatever it might be, um, something that needs prayer. And 
I used to say, you know, oh, we need to be praying for such and such or so and so person. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned to do is say, let's just stop now and pray. And we'll mm-hmm. stop whatever we're doing, you know, if if yeah. we're able to, which typically we are, even if we're in the car driving. Yeah. And Garrett or I will just say, let's let's pray about that. And so mm-hmm. we'll just stop and mm-hmm. we'll pray together. And and oftentimes, usually if it's one of the girls who brings up the we need to pray for so and so, um, we'll say, Why don't you pray? You know, and then we will yeah. all just gather together in prayer and pray over that. And then we'll continue to pray for whatever that need is. But I think so often we forget like, oh, we need to be praying for so-and-so. And then we, you know, when we do our family Bible time or whatever, we might forget right. to pray for that person or that situation instead of just taking that moment. But that's one way to every single day, just our girls seeing us, our kids seeing us bringing the Lord into our lives. You know, yeah. another thing yeah. is we will oftentimes, if we see a car accident happen or even a siren or, or, or you know, a paramedic driving by, mm-hmm. you know, let's just pray for whoever's in danger right now and we'll lift them up. And, and, um, and so that's just a simple way, but I love that you talk about just texting your girls, different scripture or different, you know, whatever encouragement that comes in your way. Cause it's easy for mm-hmm. us to just kind of bring that into ourselves and, and, and hold on to that. And we forget to share that with our kids. The other yeah. thing is when God is doing amazing things and we see a praise or answer to prayer, I think as parents, sometimes we forget to tell our kids like, Hey, yeah. remember we prayed for this person to be healed. Look what the Lord did. Or even if it's a prayer that was not answered the way that we wanted it to be answered, still going to them and saying, you know what, this didn't end up the way that we wanted it, but God is still good. He's still faithful and helping them to see that in all circumstances, he's a good God and we can still praise him even in the hard times. So, so yeah, I think that's so, so exciting and important. And we have the opportunity to do that because we homeschool Mm -hmm. so many opportunities, but you have to look for them. I mean, some of them are obvious, but but yeah, you're right. There, it's it's not necessarily something that's always going to come natural, particularly if you were not raised that way. If you right. were not raised in a in a family that was like that, um, you know, my my parents were kind of sort of raised in the church, but neither of them were really Christians until right around the time that I was born. And so right. they didn't really have, you know, their families. It was kind of a, you know, the Easter and Christmas kind of thing. They didn't have that experience of being raised in a family that really valued faith and talked about it and right. prayed together and things like that. And so they were kind of clueless, like, we don't really know how we're supposed to do this, you know? Yeah. So if you were not raised with that, trying to figure out how to make that work for your family can feel kind of awkward. It can feel yeah. a little uncomfortable. Um, but it, yeah, it's definitely one of those things you just kind of keep keep pushing through it and figuring yep. out, like, if it's just so like, this is just weird, we just can't do this. That's fine. Find a different way, whatever it is right. that that allows you to share freely and frequently yes. with your kids, whatever that is, you go yeah. for it. Yeah, absolutely. And you can do it with intention too. You know, you can start out every day, even if you're not using a Bible curriculum, because if you're more on the unschooling end, but if you use nothing else, if you never use any curriculum, you must use your Bible. You must read your yeah, Bible with yeah. your kids. <laughs> yes. That is an absolute yes. non-negotiable. <laughs> read your Bible, study your Bible with your kids. There's nothing more important than that. And so if you don't ever pick up a textbook for the whole you know, 12, 13 years that you're schooling your kids and all you ever pick up is God's word, it's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, and yep. that will be fine. They can learn all they need to learn by reading God's word and studying God's word. Yeah. So, um, So that's a really important aspect to is spend time in God's word each day so that they know who God is and and what they believe and why they believe it. Uh, let's jump to the next one. So the next one you said is reasoning. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So reasoning, let's talk about that. We have a few thinking. more minutes left um, sure. and then let's talk about reasoning. Yeah. And I think this is a great one um, for conversation. This is a great pillar to tackle over the dinner table. When you're sitting around, um, you know, when you're in the car, when you've got kind of those down times to talk about, particularly nowadays, what's going on in the world and say, you know, they keep saying X, Y, Z. What do you think about that, guys? What does that make you think? What, why do you keep, why do you think they keep saying this? Ask them questions and get them thinking about, yeah, why is the media talking about this? Why do all the headlines, you know, talk about this particular type of person this way and this Mm -hmm. particular type of person this way? And why do they use these adjectives over here, but over here, you know, comparing um, different, you know, find the same story in five different newspapers (laughs) that range in, you know, which way they kind of lean and say, look at, look at how different this is in each of these. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that? Just asking why a lot, like channel your inner (laughs) three-year-old, you know, (laughs) why, 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 why do you think they do that? Why are they asking? Why are they to make your kids think, yeah, why that is a good question. Why are they? Train your kids to ask why, because that is something people just aren't asking questions and we're, we're being blamed for asking questions. Don't ask, just do what you're being told to do. No, I want to know why we need to do this. Training your kids to, to know that it's Mm -hmm. a, not just a good thing, but it is expected of you to ask questions about what is going on. I think that is so huge. And it's a conversation is the great way to do that. Again, yeah, you don't need a curriculum. You don't need specific stuff. Literally just look at what's going on in the world around you and talk about it in an age appropriate way. Why, why is this happening? Why do you think they do this? Why are they doing that? Yeah. Well, and then going back to the biblical worldview, if you're training your kids in a biblical worldview, you may not have all the right answers, but you're going to be thinking in that direction. And it's so Mm -hmm. important to do that. Mm -hmm. So those are great. Okay, we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to continue talking about the seven pillars of simplified homeschooling and kind of unschooling, but just be careful um, with (laughs) with that term and um, the idea of unschooling because it's not not schooling. (laughs) We're we're not about not schooling, um, but we definitely are good with simplified homeschooling. So thank you, Allison. Where can people find out more about you? Um, Come visit me at goodschooling.net. Um, and I'm good schooling on uh, all the various social medias. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're on Facebook and yes, I'm mainly on Facebook. Little okay. just starting out some Instagram. Okay. Got some Pinterest going too. Okay. And then you've got some YouTube videos as well, right? Oh yes. And YouTube. Duh. Okay. I can't believe I didn't remember that. <laughs> yes. Actually have quite a bit of YouTube. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll put links to all those in the show notes. So thank you guys so much for listening. We're so grateful for you. If you've not yet seen the movie, Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, Allison has seen it. Go watch yes. the movie. Go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Invite some friends over to watch it with you or purchase the DVD and hand it out to some of your friends. We have lots of people doing that right now, which is so exciting. They're just anxious to get this movie into the hands of their friends. Um, so watch the movie schoolhouserock.com. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course. 
and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.